this episode of Full Nerd, 1660 Ti versus 2060. And Mo Ryzen 3000 rumors, and what I don't know about USB 4. Welcome to the full nerd episode. No, you gotta wait for the hit. You just, you, I, you totally missed the hit. I was trying to look at the screen and then catch your hand out of the eye. <laughs> you hear Welcome the audio the and then full it hits. Nerd. Is that it? Oh. <laughs> Is there a hit? I thought it was, I go with the signal. It's, it's Yeah, we have been missing, we apologize again. We have been off doing other things for a few weeks and we missed a few episodes. We are really rusty. Uh, welcome to the, and again, welcome to Full Nerd episode 86. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with Brad, co, co, I can't remember his name. Co-host Brad Tarkas. <laughs> I'm not rusty. This is going to be rough. <laughs> this is going to be rough. It is Friday. Lingy. And Friday, too. Hi, everyone. And uh, Adam Patrick Murray. No, I was going to, I was going to mention, pause. I was going to, I was going to mention, like, should I mention this deal thing, this deal story Elaine was telling, but it's like, no, it's too personal. We won't talk it's about it. It's too personal. We won't talk. See, that's what I was going to say. That's why I didn't talk about Deals it. are very personal $80 thing. for in-store purchase at Micro Center for a Ryzen 5 1600. That's not personal. That's amazing. No, not that one. It's the other deal story about Micro Center you were talking about. I can't. You bring it up. I don't even know this. Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical. Uh, I have a, a, a burning question hot from the uh, from Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, Elena, how do you pronounce this word? <laughs> so people can see it. All right. So the story behind what? this. The story behind this is that I was looking at a textbook and they spelled it out as like. S E W. For for the audio listeners, I'm holding up a piece of paper that yeah. says S O dash D I M M. So dim, right? So yeah. everyone pronounces it so dim, uh-huh. but they spelled it the pronunciation in this book as S E W uh, D I M M. And I was like, well, yeah, right. So if you actually think about the word <laughs> "so" as in sewing, like that's correct. <laughs> but I looked at it, and I was like, who's who's going to? Yeah, like that's what I would think, right? Like, it's, I was like, who's gonna pronounce it like the way that they want you to do it? Like, this is weird. Why wouldn't you just spell it as S O H or something like that to like get the the phonetic? Yeah, kind well, of pronunciation. I don't know if S O H would be S E W is so. Yes, but if you saw that and someone said this is pronounced like, like I don't know, like my first thought was not like, oh, of course, like sewing. I'm like sewage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's not Sue, though. I mean, if it's S-E-W, you would never say but Sue. But if, if you're a native English speaker, you'd eventually puzzle it out, right? But can you imagine if you're not? You'd be like, what the heck is this? Like, mm. you would you would look at the word sewing, and you would not think it's pronounced sewing. You'd be like, sewing? But why would they put that in there, how to pronounce it? <laughs> it's a, it was a basic textbook, like, here's what computer parts do. I mean, but did they say, you know, uh, you know, uh, S-O-D-I-M or S-O-D-I-M, and then brackets pronounced uh-huh. so okay got it that's why it always seems so strange because it's like <laughs> you look at the acronym it's like so like that's a word already and then they that changed it. then they changed <laughs> it to like sew for the pronunciation i was like so do you mean sue sewage like pseudonym like that's like weird. a pseudonym yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why and, the, and then you posted it on twitter i did yeah. and i didn't like clearly explain what i was thinking and everyone's like elena it's just yeah. so like so and i'm like no <laughs> this is the, like brad understood me thanks brad i guess what <laughs> i don't understand is why they bother to tell you how to pronounce it because nobody pronounces anything in a uniform manner right true data well, especially data. In the- English Sada, language. Sada. Hey, and I was just in the UK, you know, and they got 
privacy aluminium yeah we don't know? care about that yeah <laughs> but what well, i just don't why i mean i'm just trying to think of C-U-Dim. all the things that everybody pronounced like C-U-Dim. bios bios i could see somebody not knowing you know and not hearing somebody say it on a podcast so here's the one i i just don't know how to pronounce as an acronym still it's the um u-e-f-i like oofy yeah there is no yeah that's what i think <laughs> you try to start i tried to start that oofy oofy is good <laughs> i think oofy makes it, but then people like what, what? But then, i mean like you know bios doesn't like really i just still call it the bios <laughs> well i do too and but... somebody got on me somebody got really angry <laughs> yes, there's no more bioses that's a you know extensible firmware and it's like, it's like, dude, just, you know you know people just call it it's not a hard drive, but you, you talk to people, really you got to say it's I know, drive. it's tissue paper. <laughs> you got, oh, you got I, really I angry. That. I hate so that. It's like, yeah. Especially the tissue change. paper. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Thing. Let's, uh, <laughs> why don't we move into yeah, talking about actual topics. I like Brad's. that. Adam is the one who derails it. Then he's like, yeah, yeah you know, somebody's <laughs> got to bring it back. Topic. Somebody's got to bring it back. In uh, order to be the hero, you got to set up the bad <laughs> I am no hero. Uh, Brad is the hero. become the villain. <laughs> yeah. Brad is the hero because so far, uh, since we've been off the air for three weeks, you've reviewed not one, but two. 1060 Ti cards, Brad. No, 1660 tw- uh, Ti. That rolls. <laughs> what did I say? Jeez. You said 1060. Oh God. Which I don't blame you for yeah. because the, <laughs> the naming and the different lines is starting to get a little confusing. It's real confusing. So, so what are they going to do next time? Like the 3000 RTX and then the 2600. Like, like what, you know, like they're no, just getting into I a weird not. spot, <laughs> right? It's going to be oh, RTX living God. with GTX no. living with. Yeah. I think by then it'll just, it, you it'll know, all we'll, be RTX. We'll, leave, RTX. we'll leave behind the, the non half stable parts, I would think. Uh, maybe not on the low end. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we yeah, don't know, right? In That's... today's here and now, GTX is back and the cards are actually pretty awesome. I mean, it's kind of old news at this point because we've been offline for a couple weeks, but we just today actually published our second review of EVGA's 1660 Ti XC Ultra. Which is a 310 version dollar of the card. Um, 1660 Ti, people don't know, costs 280 bucks MSRP. Um, it's generally just a little bit faster than a GTX 1070 was, and that card debuted at debuted at uh, 380 bucks. So as opposed wow. to the RTX cards coming out and pretty much having the same performance as the previous generation pricing. Uh, with this first GTX card that's come back, uh, it actually delivers, you know, a big punch over its predecessor for $20 more than I think the 1060 debuted at launch. Cause I think the 1060 debuted at 260 bucks, right? I think so. I yeah. Think so. Right These are 280. There. So yeah, they're great. Um, I reviewed two of them, the EVGA model, the XE ultra, and also the Asus ROG Strix, which uh, is a $330 model. So that's a $50 price premium over baseline. Uh, but the Strix is like the coolest, quietest card I've ever seen. It's loaded with extras. It's like the Rolls Royce of graphics cards. It's real nice. Um, <laughs> EVGA's card, uh, it doesn't have all those extras. It actually keeps it pretty simple. It does not even have RGB or backplate or anything like that. <laughs> but it has a great cooler, great cooling performance, great thermals, great noise. Exact same performance as the ROG Strix. 20 bucks cheaper. They're both great cards. They both want editor's choice from us. Uh, 
and they beat the pants off the Radeon <laughs> RX 590. Like that Ooh. card came out a few months ago, and I was like, wow, this is a great card. Yeah. And the 1660 Ti cards just smack it silly. There's no reason to consider but a Radeon. Brad, they, they cut the price of the the Vegas. Yeah, I heard I heard some people say that. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't mention parts. that in my reviews because it did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that, there's a big controversy. People don't know there's a big controversy because the night before the 1660 Ti's came out, uh, AMD contacted a bunch of viewers and said, "Hey, just so you know, Vega 56 is 280 or 290 bucks now." It turns out it was like one model that was on sale for that price for like five minutes or something like that. <laughs> But the ironic part to me is that a few weeks before that, when the Radeon 7 came out, AMD actually reached out to me the night before and said, just so you know, NVIDIA's doing weird pricing stuff. That's not what these are normally priced at. So, wow. Yes. That happens also. Both both of them guys do it all the time. Did, you know, the, did the NVIDIA pricing stick, though? I mean, did it actually no. stick to... Okay. <laughs> they just do it to mess with each other, so... I think yeah. so, because I saw a, uh, the Vega 60... Sorry, Vega 56 for... 260 after mail-in rebate yesterday oh, or two days ago bad. Oh, yesterday that's but good. that's a deal that's not you oh. know the normal yeah. price because yeah. i was looking at the street prices for the other models and you know they're, they're still, still 400 like, bucks a little lower than that but that they're like in the 300s i think right now 56 or 56 is 300s yeah. 64 must mm. be 400 ish probably still i didn't look at 64 yesterday uh so brad sorry i haven't kept up with it is is this like is this the best you can get for 1080p, 1440? What's what? What kind of? Um, I consider this. It's basically a GTX 1070, mm -hmm. but much more power efficient. It, it doesn't take any more power than the old GTX 1060. The card is replacing, but it gives you 1070 power. Huh. So it'll give you pretty solid 1440p performance. It'll give you great uh, 1080p performance. Like if you have a high refresh rate 1080p monitor, this is one of the cards you want to go get. Uh, ooh, brain fart. It's Friday. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a great card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it costs that much. Uh, I've only reviewed more expensive variants of them. So yeah. I've reviewed one that has a $30 markup and one that has a $50 markup because they're all custom and overclocked. And these are the best EVGA version of it and the best ASUS version of it in their knockout cards. Does it seem like there's a lot of overclocking headroom for the uh, board makers? Over stock cards? I mean, was there like a stock speed that was published? And uh, Yeah, I think the stock speed was 1770, right around there, boost clock. And these ones come in at 1860, both the EVGA and the ASUS ones. And that's in theory. Out of the box, in practice, because the way NVIDIA's boost clock works, both of these cards actually fluctuate between 1935 and 1950 MHZ. Again, Friday brain fart mm -hmm. uh, and they have more overclocking room using like the NVIDIA scanner tool or traditional overclocking methods beyond that even is there a reason why they're not doing founders edition versions that you know of uh, they didn't last generation for the 3 gigabyte 1060 or the GTX 1050 so I think that as they move lower they try to just leave that to the board partners and I wouldn't be surprised if with them at the big RTX push they just wanted to stick to those cards for this, but okay. they didn't say specifically why. And I, I, it almost seems like to me that when they realize, uh, you know, they don't want to, they want to leave um, money on the table for the board vendors. They they don't compete with them because clearly, Founders Edition cards do compete with the the aftermarket partners. So they're Definitely. like, hey, we're going to stay out of here. You guys take all the profit from it. I'm, 
maybe yeah. especially the 2060 the 2060 isn't overclocked it doesn't have a price premium like the higher end cards do and that card makes it real rough for third-party board partners like asus and evga and pny and stuff to deliver compelling cards at the same price so this is the question i want to know brad and this is the one one question i really want to know because elaine and i were immediately we're like we haven't seen each other in a while we're like hey 1660 <laughs> ti versus 2060 and we're like well because we couldn't remember yeah, we have pricing. some people in the chat asking about mm-hmm. that too that's what i want to know because 2060 and 1660 ti that is just to me it's like you got to make your decision there, right? You're going to take your fork in the road for now anyway, it seems. Or a yeah. 1070, maybe, f- that you can find for cheap, huh? Uh, 1070 is... Well, uh, the 2060 is faster. It has more CUDA cores. It has everything that makes the 1660 Ti fast makes the 2060 fast, and the 2060 has more of them. I forget the exact details off the top of my head, but I think it's like 10 to 15% faster than the 1660 Ti. Which, if you're looking for 1080p gaming performance, um, don't care about ray tracing RTX technologies, then I would say just stick with the 1660 Ti. That card does more than enough at 1080p resolution that I would recommend getting the 1660 Ti. Uh, if you plan on playing at 1440, that you know that extra 10 to 15 percent performance for the 2060 makes it much more compelling. I think you know as you go up in resolution, it's better to buy a little bit more performance because higher the resolution the more the faster your card gets obsolete that makes sense yeah uh an rtx that's still i consider it a personal value decision right like i don't consider rtx a must-buy feature at this point it's still you know low adoption enough that if the two cards were the same price i mean obviously get the one that has rtx in it but we're talking about a 70 dollars difference from msrp to msrp yeah, so. but what about street to street? Because isn't isn't a twenty sixty about three fifty ish now? Yeah, that's where they start. That's where they start. Three fifty. That's what you pay for a founder's edition, which is actually a very good. Like, if I was gonna buy a non crazy overclocked RTX twenty sixty, I would definitely get the founder's edition. Uh, and that's three fifty, which makes it tricky for like these cards that I reviewed, because like the EVGA XE Ultra is three ten. So that's only $40 difference. Yeah. But the difference is the EVGA card and the Asus ROG Strix at 330 are like the ultimate versions of the 1660 Ti. They have crazy coolers. They have dual BIOSes. They have, you know, the Asus card, the Asus card has fan headers on it that you won't get at, at $350 on a 2060. So it depends on whether or not you want all those extra features, whether you want RTX, you know, it's kind of complicated because they are so close. 70 bucks ain't that much, really. You know, and I do got to say, I, I'll, I'll admit it, uh, you know, between my trips, I've been playing some some Metro and just like in the back of my mind, just being like, oh, man, this could look so much better <laughs> if I had an RTX card. <laughs> it really, it really, that little ear in my, or, you know, that little worm in my ear is just like... Dang it. Uh, if you, you can't know. see it, it's... But I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen, you know, and I've watched the Digital Foundry side by side, and I'm just like, wow, this, you know... It makes it makes oh. a massive difference in oh. Metro, which is one of the best games we've reviewed this year. Yeah. But I would say that's the only game where it makes that kind of difference. In yeah. It, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn good know, game. It's, it's funny to me, like, when I play... Because I don't have a, a ver- verbal refresh at home. I have it at work, but it's... Like, it's just when you play high refresh and, and, you know, either free sync or G-Sync, it's like, it's so nice. Mm -hmm. And then 
you go home and you're like, uh, but it's just better not to. It's better, it's better not to look. Like me, better not to look home. And yeah. then I have the variable refresh yeah, at home, too. Yeah, I know. There but, you go. <laughs> but, I, so, but I mean, yeah, I understand you're saying 70 bucks MSRP, but we're really looking at base model 350 versus blinged out model for 330. Three, I mean, yeah, that's the super, like, the Strix is, like, overkill, basically. It's borderline overkill. I think it's worth it because the cooler is so effective that you can either have it run at like I think it maxed out at fifty nine degrees Ooh. under a long ass load. Wow! Uh, and that that does matter for a lot of people for sure. It does. I don't and that know was why. Very very quiet. And that was very quiet. But what's cool about what, <laughs> what Asus has been doing with its dual BIOSes is that it goes okay. This is a little bit overcooled for this thing for this uh, particular GPU. So switch to the quiet BIOS, and you're still getting temperatures around like 65, 66 degrees, but it's like silent. Hmm. So you won't get that in the three hundred dollar, three hundred and fifty dollar RTX twenty sixty. You do get that out of the, you know, the ROG Strix. So you're saying it's not, it's not really that fair to compare them. It's sort of it'd be a baseline. Them, but, but they're different. <laughs> they're, they're different. It's the Rolls Royce version of the cheaper card versus. You know, you're trying to compare like the Volkswagen against the Rolls Royce. Yeah, Rose. you know, actually, <laughs> you know what actually is an even better comparison is I don't know people oh, here no. understand there their Hondas. Yeah, so you get that. <laughs> I was going to bring up uh, old, old TV shows. Honda Civic is the baseline car, right? This is like you know, it's a cheaper car, yeah. it's smaller. I, mean, it's we, I have one. Yeah, but you know what? You can get a really blinged out Honda Civic, right? You get the EX models, got the sunroof. Back then, of course, power went all this. See, like all the special stuff, it's still a Honda Civic, but it's like, damn, look at all this. Like, it's really nice. And then you have your baseline Accord, which is bigger, roomier, it's quieter. But you know, it's it's a car. Just, you the got the you got locks. the yeah. There's like it's like it really there's like roll down window and you know like manual crank windows and there's no it's just really stripped out. I yeah, that's, I, that's a good probably analogy. a fair analogy. That's a good analogy, yeah. So as Brad was saying earlier, it's just what you value, right? So I had I had an acquaintance who went for the. Camry, which is the equivalent of the Accord, sure. and he got the one without the automatic door locks, and I was like, what are you doing, man? Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. But yeah, so he chose. He didn't want the Corolla. He wanted the Camry. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess that's, yeah, it's not necessarily fair to compare, because it's definitely features that are not in that, that entry level. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> looking to card. get, you know, an RTX 2060 with that feature set, it's going to cost you the 30 to 50 bucks over just like these ones do. Yeah. So, so then you're, yeah. Okay. It really, if you're interested in but. maximizing pure performance, again, it'll depend on your resolution and your monitor. But, you know, I think a baseline version of either of these cards with a decent dual axial cooler, I mean, it's so easy to overclock this generation of Turing GPUs that as long as you get decent, okay cooler, as long as. None of them are awful on the GTX side. They're not like the Vega 64 was. They're not going to howl and scream at you. Like, even the baseline ones are pretty okay. So, if uh, you aren't afraid of overclocking, that's something you might strongly want to consider with these cards. Uh, speaking compa of comparison stuff, uh, we have a couple people who... who uh came in late like flash photo asking so how does how how does the rx 580 and the 590 line line up with all this stuff is it still recommend um, who, who who would you recommend it to if anybody the 590 avoid at all costs at this point it's mm -hmm. not worth what they're paying what you're paying for it unless you're taking them up for those three free games offers there you can get it bundled with the division two uh devil may cry 5 and resident evil 2 
I mean, if you're looking for that anyway, maybe pick that up instead of a. Uh, I still would get a 1660 Ti unless you're looking <laughs> to pick up all three of those games, and we're going to spend that 180 bucks to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, if you just like 90% of the people out there have a 1080p 60 monitor, we talked about this last time. If you have a monitor like that, just your standard 1080p 60 monitor, I still think the Radeon RX 580 is like by far the best value card available now on the discount prices that we're seeing them at and that I've seen available in a long time was from even well before the uh, cryptocurrency disaster. Like you can pick up an eight gigabyte version of that card with two of those three free games of your choice mm-hmm. for we've seen them for like 180 bucks, mm-hmm. 200. If, if yeah. you can't find one, for 200 bucks, you're not looking. And that is a hell of a <laughs> But that being said, if you have a, a higher refresh rate monitor, just want more future proofing, I think the 1660 Ti is definitely the card to breed. And the Radeon RX 590 at this point is like, why is this here? The pricing just kind of makes it silly. Yeah. I mean, it's still, I don't think it had an official price drop yet, or at least I wasn't told of one. It theoretically cost 280 bucks, just like the 1660 Ti. On the street, the day that uh, this card launched, I saw them on sale for 260 so they shaved 20 bucks off of it. Uh, that doesn't make up for the difference in performance. Right, just buy 60 the... 60 Ti just makes it. 580, just get the 580, it seems like. Hmm. Hmm. So they really don't compete. 580 or 60, yeah. All right. Well, sweet. Should it's we... good. It's great. Yeah. Like, uh, just to close it up, with the majority of the RTX cards... Like, a couple of them are like, yeah, that's real cool, but, you know, I don't feel like I'm really getting my money's worth. Like, it doesn't feel like a big jump from last generation. This is the first GTX card of this generation with the whole new number system that still doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but this first GTX card to come back, this is the first card of this generation where I'm like, wow, that's, that's you know, that's a big jump over what you could have got before. That's a big jump over 1060, so. Hmm. Nice. But- but still, it's. I mean, I obviously, if you have a 1060 or, well, would you even do it from a 1050 Ti, something like that? You know, 1050 Ti, definitely. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty big job. Yeah, 1060, no, 1060. <laughs> I would just sit on it. Yeah, no, I mean that'd be crazy, right? So <laughs> it's really for you know two, three gen buyers making their yeah uh in the build up to this, you know, in the initial press briefings and whatnot, Nvidia said something like. 70% of NVIDIA card owners have a 960 equivalent or less. And if you come from that to this, it's night and day. It'll be just such a major increase for you. Yeah. I mean, that's 1070 for 960. That is a world of difference in performance. So, well, tech, with, tech with Sean would like to remind us that a used 1080 Ti is still the best card of 2019. What are they going for? I, I, I guess. Idea. I don't know. <laughs> You probably don't have too many miles on them, too, because people bought them for the mining thing right before they blew up, so... Yeah. I'd be real nervous about buying a used 500 (laughs) video card. Yeah, Yeah, I would be, too, so... All right, should we move on to some uh, rumors? Whoa. Sure. Rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah, Mo Ryzen 3000 rumors, although yeah, yeah. I am not totally up on all these. I think Elena has been... Anybody follow these? I've been kind of looking at them, but at this point, with it being three weeks since we last talked, and more <laughs> for me, I don't actually know what's new and what's not, but we haven't talked about anything, really, related to Ryzen 3. What I, th- I feels like to me is Ryzen 3000 rumors are just the same rumor 
from originally from Adore TVs remember <laughs> from like last year that like people see, keep recycling you know he, he had yeah. that same uh, I think the same it's sort of like reconfirming the same rumor yeah so <laughs> the, the new part supposedly I think this was like last week where Tom's Hardware was talking about how um, I think a Singaporean yeah Singaporean retailer published a product catalog that kind of aligned with the Adore uh, TV leaks um, and they're not sure. So Tom's uh, hardware, the writer wasn't sure if this is actually a confirmation, like another data point, or if they just use that leak to like set up their product catalog. Yeah, which is yeah. very normal, right? That this happened many times in the past. So it seems to confirm but, that the previous leak is correct, but it's just. But who knows, right? Um, so that's the. Yeah, that's kind of that's like kind of like people who take, uh, you know. Uh, the case manufacturer rumors for phones to be like, oh, the new iPhone's going to have this because the case makers have it. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just working out best guesses. Yeah. I do think it's interesting because uh, we don't we didn't discuss it as far as I know yet. Just looking at the supposed, you know, stack of uh, CPUs here. Like, for example, I'm really surprised that the uh, the 2200G replacement AKA our favorite GPU of 2018. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ours is what, strong. What? Yeah, ours Brad is strong. Yeah. Don't make me spike lead this. <laughs> um, but the uh, the replacement, supposedly, the 3300G is going to be $30 more starting price. But I mean, it has more cores, more threads. But even still, I, I actually really like that the 2200G was at that very solid entry level um, double digit. Yeah, just because the uh, the other ones don't have integrated graphics. So, I mean, if you really just wanted to start with a very basic build, you could. And the 3300G is the... I'm just looking at another leak over at mm -hmm. Forbes. It's it's the same stuff. Same I was looking thing. at that six, earlier, six too. 612, 6 cores, 12 threads, mm -hmm. 3 gigahertz, 3.8. On the 3300G? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. plus, so plus whatever uh, graphics cores they, they chuck in there. Yeah. But huh. the, there is a difference in pricing. Uh, between the two leaks, so the Adored TV price leak, according to Tom's, was listed at 130 or 129. The uh, Singaporean uh, list price converted to U.S. dollars is 145. So, lots of uh, rumors and speculation at this point. I don't think the pricing information maybe is worth trusting. Yeah, I mean, in July, I mean, everybody, every, all things point to mid-year. They, they, they officially, it's mid-year, which could be everywhere from June to whatever August, right? So, well, mid-year with June. Yeah, June. But I mean, it's it's, sometimes it kind of rolls into like July, I guess. Yeah. And I think people are saying it's it's going to come out in July, but the, I wouldn't put too much in it. Yeah, actually, yeah, the original was one thirty and then one forty-five. And the thing is. Pricing and naming details, and you could see this from the previous Adored TV rumor where he called all of NVIDIA's RTX series cards. The pricing, the exact naming, and the price changes sometimes weeks, days before products launch. Yeah, so always take this stuff with a big grain of salt yeah, for because sure. it's all marketing, it's all positioning for sure, and that changes real quick. Thing is, though, given the core and thread count and the fact that the uh, the GPU is beefier as well, I would be really surprised if it came out at a hundred dollars. I mean, it'd be oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. It'd be huge if it did, but I I actually don't think realistically they could afford to sell it for that low. Yeah, that seems crazy, doesn't it? 
I mean, that's a lot for that, and it's a lot of harder. But you know, AMD's always they always have that value proposition. I know. You know, I just personally, that's I think that's a real good value. It's <laughs> a hell of a good it's value. It's a good value, but I think I would have still liked seeing something that was like a four eight. You know, four cores, eight threads. You know, a little bit better still than the 2200G, but, you know, affordable, more affordable in that range, because even $30 in that range can make a difference to somebody. Yeah. One of the uh, rumors for this upcoming generation is that it does away with quad core. Is that correct for Ryzen? One of the rumors that's been floating around the internet, I think. It looks and like it, it. Like everything starts at 612. Yeah, yeah multiple. And if that's the case, I imagine it would be pretty hard for them to still do a 612 2200G replacement with Radeon graphics. Yeah. Hundred bucks, man. I, <laughs> I can hope. I like low prices. Everyone knows that I, now. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought Gordon was crazy when he first said the the first gen Ryzen was going to be five hundred bucks. So AMD has surprised the heck out of me before. So well, I know that's why I people would not be surprised. Like I'm still, I mean, the rumor from last year still is that that sixteen core part, right? That Everybody saw that extra empty spot in the mm-hmm. on the chip at CES. Five hundred bucks for sixteen cores in a consumer level part is just Dang. that's insane. You know that is just insane. That's of course that's that's MSRP one KU pricing. So who knows? You know, I mean, it could come down to four hundred bucks. That's just that's just crazy. Even if there are some limitations to a design of stacking in sixteen cores into you know, dual channel memory, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, realistically you don't, you don't really need it. People don't, I, I think we just get greedy. You don't need it. It's like, Oh, I need 64 gigs of RAM. <laughs> no, you don't. But you know, you just spend all this money for it. Cause you got greedy. You don't need it. I mean, it's a boon to the people who actually will use it. Right. So yeah. there's a very small segment of the population that is benefiting greatly from these advances. And then the rest of us are just along for the ride because <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Although I do wonder sometimes, you know, if you're, I just want to mention this because if you're into the whole benchmarking thing, you use the fixed benchmarks and then you actually play games in the, in the gaming side of thing. I was just looking at six core, you know, a core i7 six core mobile with a, a 1060. And damn, in Far Cry 5, that's the latest one, right? Not before that latest DLC. Yeah, New Dawn just came out. Yeah. Far so Cry the, 5 is the big one. Yeah. yeah the, the last numbered. The big one, I was like, I was really, I was very shocked that there were some scenes where you were just, it was hitting six threads. I was really, it was really, it was really wailing on that, that I7 part. It was like, but you know, you don't see it in the actual benchmarks that often. So mm-hmm. there's just parts of games where it's like, because you don't know what the hell's going on there. Is it Windows doing mm-hmm. something? Is it the game doing something? But mm. yeah, w- I'm not surprised to hear that because Far Cry 5, uh, Ubisoft worked closely with AMD. They actually have the splash logos in the front of the game, so surprised here it takes advantage of Ryzen's strengths uh elena would you rather have seen them go for higher clocks and keep the cores the same between the 2200g and the 3300g Ooh, yeah i mean i think that would benefit the type of person who would want to make the most of a part like the 2200g so i was actually um in oregon a couple weeks weeks ago oregon Uh, yeah. And a friend of mine, I was staying with a friend of mine, and he said that he actually read my article from Black Friday, and he actually built a system based on that. And he's playing, like, I don't know, <laughs> Fortnite or something 
on the 2200G, and he's super happy with that. Oh, okay, that's Dude, good. So many people play <laughs> Fortnite. It was like, you get oh. there with all your bags and everything. Hey, I'm staying over there. I built that system. You can't stay here today. Go Airbnb that. He's really happy with it. I'm really happy with it. I hope AMD sold a buttload of those because they really are an amazing little part. And yes, I, it's I, the I best GPU of the year. Yeah, we, we gave it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think they really missed the boat by I'm just trying to ignore that and put that behind me. Uh, by not like specifically. You'll never like you could go to Walmart and be like, "Here's your Fortnite PC powered by AMD," and it's like three or four hundred bucks, like. I never saw that, and I was really hoping I was going to for that part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I've I've heard uh, a lot of what drove console sales is that the PS4 had a Fortnite bundle. Like, even though the game's free, it was just like, hey, you get some V bucks or whatever, and the the Fortnite PS4 bundle like totally outsold a lot of the other things. You know, over over the holidays, somebody comes in, they're like, oh yeah, my kid wants that. Just, mm-hmm. It comes just with marketing. it. Marketing. Yeah. Right. It's just marketing. So yeah, Video too bad they didn't that do that. Too. Video was bundling three bucks with 2060, I think it was. Nice. Is that Fortnite train still going? Oh, yeah. oh dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, Apex Legends is you know is coming up and it is definitely big, but it's I mean, Fortnite is still huge. Okay, because the, the yeah. intelligence I'm getting from the eighth grade is like, nah, no, nah, that Fortnite thing, that's over. I but I feel <laughs> like your your intel is a very specialized like group of of children. Since I don't allow a console yeah, in our house, yeah, yeah, that would be. That might be it. It might skew that demo a little bit. <laughs> so I don't know if I fully answered your question, but I wouldn't have it this. Well, I think that kind of that direction would still be beneficial as opposed to just beefing up the entire thing and then raising the price. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you because there, you, we're going to get cynical here because we're, we're definitely into a core thread count war between AMD and Intel. Yep. And it doesn't, it doesn't, for most people, you don't you don't need all those threads. I mean, I like the idea of sixteen cores. I I'd, I'd want to build one, <laughs> but I can't recommend that everybody do it. Right? You know, right. it's just and it, it. I would. I mean, I more clocks generally benefit most the most things that people do with a reasonable amount of threads. Right? Mm-hmm. So eight to twelve. Yeah. You know, so four I mean, eight with a higher clock, not bad. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I think. But that's where I think Ryzen 3000 is going to be really good for AMD because they get to 7 nanometer and their their whole issue of Intel always having higher clocks, mm-hmm. you know, three to 400 no matter what, every single part, that hopefully kind of closes up for AMD. So they're going to close up that, that clock speed gap and, you know, they will be in a lot better ground, you know. And I still don't think Intel's desktop 10 nanometer parts going to launch this year in mass, so... They might have a good lead for a good long bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either, right? That's just... Do we have a bet on that? I forget. I can't remember. I put it on paper. I put it on paper. I I have the list somewhere. I I can look it up later. You just delete it. We're going to hack it. Yeah, just delete it. Yeah, I So all that thread count, though, talks about another bit of semi-Ryzen-related news Mm -hmm. that was actually confirmed this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Threadripper 3, I believe third gen Threadripper yeah. is going to launch this year. So that's not really a surprise, but it's the first time it was officially confirmed. So I wonder where they go from there though. You know, <laughs> 128. I, it's just like, 
Can they, do they really do 64 a 64 core consumer ver- i mean you know there's nothing consumer about that or that you know that w3175x part but I, it's i mean it's literally called thread ripper so they kind of back themselves into a corner it's not core ripper well they already have thread ripper, 32 so. that's why i just i'm just i don't know how you you know i have to i mean kind of piggybacking on that I have to admit, of all the things I'm looking forward to this year, Threadripper almost is like a yawn for me, just because at this point, <laughs> I'm like, well, it's like at this point, how, else, how are you going to wow me any 64. further? Like, But at this point, it's just like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, it's, like, it's gone beyond like things that I can comprehend. It's like quantum physics for me. It's like, cool, it exists, but I, it has nothing to do with my daily life. It'll be $500, Alina. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I mean, it could be reasonably, I mean, it could be 64 cores <laughs> for, you know, $2,500. $2, I mean, they can't make it lower than no, uh, 2990WX. No. It'll be more. It could be $3,000. No, know, we'll can, just have to look at your chart. Remember how we noticed, like, kind of always lines up with... That's true. You know, per core. Yeah, we're just so. looking at your money chart. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we yeah. can just, just calculate You're right. It. We just run so, it yeah, out. It I could mean, be... We will know the price of Threadripper 3 before it comes out. Good Lord, what is that? We, we say should that figure that time. out right now. <laughs> we'll stall for you in the meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> so let me talk about something else. <laughs> like, I mean, really. Okay, so Brad, Adam, for, for the two of you, like, what would they have to do with Threadripper for, for you to have that same initial reaction that we all had with the first gen and even to, to a degree with the second gen? I mean, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm wowed out. Un- unless they dropped prices massively across the board, they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're we're gonna slot everything down." You know, uh, like I think it's more of a money thing because that mm. would just be nuts. Like more cores, I, I, whatever. I think, I'd, yeah. For me, I'm intrigued to see what the move to the seven nanometer process can do for clock speeds because mm. they've mm. they've got the core stuff handled. They've got the PCIe Express lanes, you know, out the wazoo. That thing's so like that's just like a ridiculously overkill part unless it's exactly what you need. Uh, but if seven nanometers let them able to let them greatly increase clock speeds because once you start getting up to those high thread count core count chips on the Intel side, they're like three gigahertz, mm. you know, kind of a deal. If they can manage to push it seven nanometer, that could be interesting. But if they drop a sixty-four core chip, I'd be like, "That's ridiculous!" But I still love it that they're just <laughs> keeping pedal to the metal. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not cool. I just think my emotional <laughs> response to it at this point, yeah. I would just think, "Oh, that seems like everything's right in the universe. This is following an established pattern." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, I mean, uh, Gordon at the time was having a real hard time getting anything to really take advantage of all those cores. <laughs> like you put sixty-four in there, and you're like. I had, what what do you I didn't sure but like really who's taking advantage of that <laughs> yeah well yeah it was really tough right uh so <laughs> by my calculations the the 2990 WX which is 32 core 64 threads 28 bucks per thread um and that works out for a 64 core 128 thread version to be 3584 okay yeah. 3600 bucks. You hear it first. You hear it Which, first. I mean, if you is, think about it. It's wait, like, is oh, that that's... cheaper than the 28 core Xeon part? No, no, right? the 28 no. core Xeon is uh, 3K. Yeah. Okay. And But um, you're getting 60, you'd be getting supposedly 64 <laughs> <laughs> instead of 28. Yeah. Okay. 128 threads. And then if it ha- did have higher, cl- okay, if it had higher clocks on top of that, then yeah, that would be pretty exciting. 
Yeah, it would be. And I'm for thirty five hundred dollars. It's like <laughs> you know, that's mm. not that's a really good deal. <laughs> that's a really <laughs> that's good just... deal. This is coming from this is coming from the guy who's oh, like, God. I just bought a four hundred gigabyte SD card or sorry, micro SD card. I don't need it, but it seemed like it was a good price. I returned that card, damn it. <laughs> because it wasn't a good price anymore after you thought about well, it. Well, I realized I fell into the Amazon trap <laughs> where it they hold it at a price and then they drop it and it seems like what a great deal. I better get aboard because I'm going to miss out. Oh, no, this is actually the normal price now. And then it just actually goes yeah. lower. That's why you got to look at sites like Camel, Camel, Camel. I do. But that's camel, 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 what camel, I'm camel. saying is they game it. So like, oh, that's it's great. It's a great price because it's going to go back up because you see all these. It's like, like the standard thing for and then it goes uh, retail. Like, oh, cut the price. Keep it. At a, it's the new low price. And it seems like it's a it's, huge. It's no different deal. than that sticker story you were telling us about the film canisters. <laughs> oh, yes. That was my job. <laughs> I, speak, going off topic, just like y'all are. Uh, I didn't realize that this was a life goal of mine until Gordon just did it. But now I really want to on one of these episodes, just start a conversation, a sentence uh, by going by my calculations. <laughs> he wasn't even saying it like that. He's just like, by my calculations. Now I want to do that real bad. That's pretty good. $3,584. If it holds to the If average. it holds to the $28 per thread thing. I can't imagine an aim that you're like, well, how much should we price this? Well, we'll just base it off that chart that Gordon did. <laughs> that's easy. Oh, that's easy. All right. It, it, hey, it's we Miller fe- time. I mean, but, I He's mean, done the hard work already. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> The finance department doesn't need to be involved. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, but it has held up. I mean, that sort of price value. Per I mean, even thread, on the, so. I mean, I, I would say a little bit more on the Intel side, you know, because I think it, it wasn't until that 28 core where we were like, whoa, dude, this is like literally the same at scales. Yeah. Uh, so AMD is a little more fluctuation, but still, I mean, yeah, 3,500. I could see it. And yeah. I mean, 64 cores. <clears throat> Yeah, and the thirty for the thirty one seventy five X, just to give people an idea, it was fifty four dollars per thread, which is Ooh. for Intel pretty good price. <laughs> you know, that's if it had been four thousand bucks, it would have been no. That's, yeah, but this is like yeah, thirty five hundred dollars would would be extremely disruptive. Keep the price high enough so it's not like you're gonna like oh I'm gonna buy it at Micro Center because it's a hundred dollars <laughs> off or something. You're gonna drive down to Micro Center because it's a hundred dollars off. You know. If my gas is and less still, than that hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know you're buying a thirty five hundred dollar, thirty six hundred dollar CPU. You're not going to worry about it too much. I mean, that's true. You'd have your assistant drive to Micro Center, yeah, exactly. or you yeah. would hire somebody on TaskRabbit. That's why I never understood yeah. why people got they get they got really angry about um, the Xeon, you know, thirty one seventy five X because it was you know three thousand bucks, and then the motherboard was. You know, fifteen hundred rumor ends up being eighteen hundred dollars. I, you know, for the people who are buying a Lamborghini, the more you increase the prices, the more it's exclusive. Yeah. It actually makes it. It's like it's even cooler for the people who buy those things. And then that means less people are buying it, it's, and then it becomes even more exclusive. Yeah. yeah, it's totally off topic to Ryzen, but you were just talking about those motherboards, those crazy motherboards that came out, like the Asus Dominus or whatever it was called. Yeah, uh, Gamers Nexus actually had Buildzoid from actually Hardcore Overclocking his channel do like a 30 minute episode breaking down that motherboard and it's just like sent from aliens in the future it's an amazing thing just to look and see broken down by an expert so if anybody cares about that in the audience definitely go check that out yeah yeah that's a cool one and then i think uh he did he just steve also another shout out he just did a tour of the gigabyte lab and they actually had the infamous water chiller 
you know, they, they did the five okay. gigahertz demo with. Same thing. That board is just overbuilt. I mean, though, you can complain all you want, but those motherboards are like these are not just like we stuck on some heat sinks and we're charging you an extra thousand dollars. These things are just these are these are heavy metal, man. These <laughs> are exotic car level motherboards being sold to consumers. Consumers being people who just want the baddest and best thing. There well, is. car level. I mean, these things are eighteen hundred bucks. My first car was five hundred bucks. I think my second car cost me three hundred bucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Where do you find cars that cheap? When I was young and I had no money, rather than paying to fix cards, I'd just buy a beater every year. And just when I had to get it inspected, I'd throw it away and buy a new one. Wow. <laughs> Brad was the person who just parked it in a Walmart parking lot and left it there. We left the keys in the ignition. Yes. So Collected when insurance. people complain about the you know plastic straws, I'm like, oh, can't tell them what I used to do with cars. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now the Florida Highway Patrol is like, hey, this guy's the one who had those 25 cars he abandoned. They're going to get the bill from the, the Florida Highway Patrol for like $25,000 in waste I mean, disposal. Oh, I feel good. like you could have at least recouped some of your money by taking it to a junkyard for parts. Oh, that's what I did. That's what I did. Yeah. I got rid of it. Sure. I bring it down. Sure. Someone take it. No, he just parked it in some spot. He <laughs> On the side of the, of the Florida Highway. House. Yeah. He's like, hey, he Grandma, I need to park here. He's like, at a stoplight. F it. Getting out. Just leave it right there. It's like, oh, I'm done with this. I can roll. <laughs> nice. But no, I mean, it's just, there's a different clientele. There are people who really want uh -huh. cool ass things, and that thing is cool ass. I mean, that's mm -hmm. you know, um, yep. no ripoff. What is the chat been saying? I'm actually curious to see what would excite them about third gen Threadripper. I mean, chat's kind of all over the place. Sorry, they were talking about lots of weird stuff. Pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have to watch the YouTube yeah. to see where that went. Just like yeah. timestamp. Like, just find this timestamp. Well, at some, point, uh, at some point, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dre uh, said, wait, what's in sync?" Uh, yeah, so. Oh, my God. Like, is that like the, the new band? NVIDIA? Oh, my God. Yeah, like the new NVIDIA babies, technology in sync? There are babies in our chat. I don't think they know who in sync. Wait, who <laughs> mentioned in sync? Uh, Mr. Mr. Dre. Mr. N. Dre. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. I feel so I old. Yeah, I thought. Did we mention InSync? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, he's saying he's giving us an example of yeah. like all the chat tangents went, that the oh, chats going yeah, off lots on. Of, lots of weird stuff. Lots of good questions that I am piling up for the uh, Q and A section, especially one for you, Elena. That uh -oh. I think you're going to stick uh -oh. your teeth in. All right, should I just get uh, into USB four then? Yeah, you know USB four. What the hell? USB four is what here. What the hell? You showed me some charts, and my brain instantly just said, "Nope, Friday mode." Not no, it really is, and I still. Don't quite understand it. I've already had one conversation. I'm going to have another one to even clarify it a little more. Whew. But this is basically, it is one cable to rule them all coming to fruition. It is wait, but but same connectors. Look, this is a, this is the problem. <laughs> Different though. connectors. This is the problem that everybody has. Is we all call them USB C. Yeah. Right. USB C is specifically just the connector shape. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. It's mm -hmm. the round. One. What's what's behind it? What it connects to? You don't know. That's what makes it so terrible. <laughs> I know that is a, because it shouldn't have been called USB C. It should have just been called something else, right? It should have just been called oval connector. Well, but I mean, <laughs> now it's, there, there was like confused. USB Type A, Type B, you know. But that's things I, like that. I understand There's always that. been weird. It is created because it's created by the USB consortium. But uh, um, the confusion is the USB C connector was used for Thunderbolt three. It was used for it. It could carry a DisplayPort. It could mm -hmm. carry Thunderbolt three. It could carry power. 
Power, which is another different spec. Mm-hmm. You could actually have done uh, USB power over Type A, apparently, but nobody ever did no, it because really it would be crazy. And also because it's USB, you want everything to work, so it's always backwards compatible. So USB C, USB cables work with everything previous to it at slower speeds, of course. So the news last week was you know USB three point two spec, which. Uh, because the way USB works, as I understand it, you know, you, you basically have 10 gigs over the wires and then you reverse it and it stays on that same on, on, you just sort of, you flip the cable, it's on the same wires, but now you're using the other wires in the cable if you flip it the other way. So with mm-hmm. USB 3.2 20 gig spec that they released, which is twice what it was with 10 gig, I have to do 3.2 before I even get to four, you're using <laughs> both of those wires. So it's like, hell, you're plugging this in that USB-C connector port for USB, and previously you were only using two wires. Let's, if you want, use all the wires and now get 20 gigs per second. Oh, actually, I, I, I didn't know that's how USB-C worked. Is that just depending on the orientation, it just selected which wire it Yeah, used? so, I mean, uh, the okay. wires were... So they you'd only use certain wires to transfer a 10 gig. If I get it, I mean, who knows, right? God knows. Um, so by with, your calculations. By my calculations. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. We don't know. You know, the spec is published. It's final. It actually came out in 2017, but they basically said expect hardware this year. So, meaning hardware this year probably means add-in boards. You'll get USB 3 to 20 gig, you know, uh, controllers on on the motherboard and in adding cards. You're probably not going to see it in integrated into CPU chipsets immediately because usually that takes quite a while. So, I wouldn't expect USB 3 to 20 gig probably till next year. Actually, in a chipset, if we're lucky, usually you know it takes a couple years. AMD's more aggressive about it. And then, of course, uh, they also did announce, hey, we're doing USB 4, which is a whole new protocol, as I, as I understand it, that uh, basically is a superset of Thunderbolt 3, USB 10 gig, and USB 20 gig. So, uh, you know, the 10 gig and 2 by 2 Why? Well, because the whole idea is it works with everything. So, you, And I'm, I'm talking to them again because I may have this wrong, but I think I'm pretty damn close. You have a 40 gig... USB 4 connection. It'll work with all USB previous. Um, and it may work with Thunderbolt 3 if they agree, <laughs> if the vendor takes on the Thunderbolt 3 certification. I'm sorry, this is why I said the word why. Not and, because yeah. I think it's a bad idea, but because all these like branches, it's just my brain can't it's, keep track of this right now. It's funny. This is all very exciting stuff. Yeah. But it's just so confusing that it's like real hard to keep track of all the like USB C yep. was supposed to be the one connector to rule them all or whatever. And I guess it kinda is, because as you said, it's just the connector type. But to people it's just like USB C, that's everything. Yeah. But it could be USB three point which yeah. is now USB C three USB three point one Gen one. Whereas if you want ten, it's USB three point one Gen, Gen two. two. Yeah. And now three point two is not just three point two; it's three point two two by two. And then they announced USB four two days. I'm just lost, man. I'm excited for all this stuff to happen. I hope chart. it starts to narrow down. Yeah. We need one of those flow charts where you go like this. Yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes. Okay, here's your here's your result. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I always think of the the one cable to rule them all is also the one cable to confuse them all too. Because it's like, hey, it ain't working. How come? And you know, it's, I right because yeah. a lot of us sort of figured, well, Thunderbolt is just better because there's less confusion. You know, with US, uh, Thunderbolt three, 
you got USB uh, 10 gig, and you got Thunderbolt 3, and you got DisplayPort, yeah. and you got 100 watts of power. I think, the, I think the point of confusion is that there's options as opposed to a flat spec, like a flat set spec, right? Right. So what makes it confusing is that you get a USB-C port from a manufacturer, right? But you have to find out, like, what did they include with it? You know, what can it deliver? And every manufacturer or vendor, rather, can can decide for themselves what they want to include. And so it's not obviously, uh, sorry, immediately apparent what you get, as opposed to with, as you just said, Thunderbolt 3, you're like, okay, I know that this, this word means this thing. And it used to be like that with USB as well. Like mm-hmm. you would get a laptop, and if it had the normal color ports, it's USB two, and if it had the blue or white ports or whatever, it's USB three. Mm-hmm. You knew what you got. <laughs> this yeah. one is faster, right? And, and that was actually that's the one thing I brought up in the conversation because so, and I agree with this. If you know, they're like, "Hey, look, we're herding cats, right?" We and we're not even talking like you got to think of people. There are literally probably more than 10,000 companies that make USB devices, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Easily, easily, easily more than 10,000 people, companies that make so. We can't say if you're going to make a, a USB 4 device that you need to take on the full 40 gig because you're making like a $5 whatever tchotchke. You don't have to have full 40 gig implementation. You don't have to have USB-C power delivery, USB power delivery. You don't have all these things. We leave it open to you, but the port is still the same. So that's the confusion. Like a phone doesn't need 40 gig, right? It doesn't need a display port. It doesn't need 100 watts of power. So they have to leave it open to people. And when you leave, they're like, well, we, they always say like, we believe companies will do what's right for their customers and what's right for mm-hmm. themselves financially. But <laughs> the actual upside of that is like, no, they never do. They just do what is. It's just chaos. That's, that's, that's kind of my issue sometimes with consortiums in general. They tend to think about how to satisfy all of their clients, like you're talking about the manufacturers and stuff, and don't always necessarily think of how this works in real people's lives. No, and you know, and I, and <laughs> I, I agree, and we had this conversation the other day. Uh, if And, of course, people would say, like, why didn't they do this from day one? And you, oh. can't, you, can't, you can't go to 10... You can't just start at 10. You can't just simply launch perfection. You can't just simply say, oh, we're going to start with ray tracing. All of the uh, all the developers are activated now. All the games, they, they all have it's never. You got to start somewhere. And it's always really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. And I know it would have been awesome if we started with basically USB 4 with all these modes, with all this power. That's not what I speed. said at the time. And reversible. <laughs> but I'm just saying you, you had to, we had to start with USB 1. If you try to start all the capability, I had a, I interviewed the person who invented uh, USB at Intel and he's like, yeah, I wish we had done reversible, but if we had done a reversible cable at the time, we wouldn't even be around today because you know what companies would have said, you know, I'm like, are you kidding? The amount of money it would take to have this mode to make it reversible makes this product not possible to make. Sure. So it's, you know, but I think the issue, oh, sorry, you can go ahead. I just think it's too bad that in the quest to make USB-C a universal connector, USB 2 and 3 have gone away because a lot of these companies that do make these cheap, you know, $5, $10 devices that just need a USB port, they could still be using USB 3, USB 2, and everyone would know it's the white one, that's that shape, that's USB 2. It's trying to shoehorn everything into USB-C is the part that really uh, is sticks in the... Way. I think that... 
issue is more that they're just not good about labeling, right? So, right. so I think it's the, it's the problem is that they have a legacy system that they're trying to graft a new system onto, and that's the confusing point. In some ways, I'm not sure why they didn't just break free of the convention, so to speak, where it's like what the the Wi-Fi consortium is now moving to what they're calling it, like Wi-Fi 5 and Wi-Fi yeah. 6, just to make it simpler, right? That completely breaks with tradition, but it's to help people understand like what they want to get across. And I don't understand why they can't have done the same with USB-C, right? Like maybe they completely just change it and they say, we're just calling it USB blank, like whatever that you know phrase would be. And then you need to look for like these kind of color stripes on your cable to tell you what's included in the cable or you know that kind of thing and that would have made this transition a lot easier but it's almost like they're still trying so hard to like align with a previous way of organizing the data or organizing the naming structure that it just makes it completely confusing well there's a lot of this is the this is the reason why as i always understood it there's a reason why intel has you know the other big news is thunderbolt 3 is no longer proprietary necessarily they've opened the spec up so anybody could build a thunderbolt three bar yeah we we actually did have a question about that from tech 13 uh wondering if uh amd will then support thunderbolt three because of usb4 well i i think they will eventually but the way they're gonna do it is i the way i understand it from usb if is for usb4 you can do a usb4 port which will if you basically say you want to support Thunderbolt 3, you can do that, and all the compatibility then is done through them, which has one, been one of the problems with Thunderbolt 3 is it's been horrible to get things certified. I've had vendors complaining about this for years, saying we don't know where the hell it is. It's just bouncing around the Intel inside Intel somewhere. And um, so the certification will be done through the USB IF, so you could get basically Thunderbolt 3 compatibility, you know, backwards, legacy. It's probably fair to call it legacy at this point, USB a Thunderbolt 3 legacy support in a USB 4 part. So if AMD develops or integrates uh, an ASIC into its parts that has USB 4 with Thunderbolt 3, they can support it that way. Hmm. Or, of course, they could buy chips from somebody else who's making full Thunderbolt 3 parts, but it probably makes sense if they're going to go that full distance, why not just do the full USB 4 with Thunderbolt 3 compatibility? But that ain't going to happen tomorrow. Right, that's going to take some time. So I suppose, and now that Intel has opened up uh, Thunderbolt three, you could see, you know, AS Media, NEC, all those folks. They could make their own Thunderbolt three spec parts. But you know what? If you're <laughs> AS Media and you're NEC and you're all these third party vendors, like, yeah, we're not going to bother with that. We're probably just going to go straight to USB four and do it that way because we don't want to have just Thunderbolt three. We want to have the USB four stuff now too. So. I think that's where the world will end up. We're just going to end with USB 4. People knowing if you're building a laptop, add in Thunderbolt 3 legacy support, right? Because laptops are where you want Thunderbolt 3, right? You, you know, you kind of want that high-speed connection. Yeah. It's op- yeah. But, the, you know, the thing is, it's going to be optional. It's going to be optional Ugh. because they're going to go like... And we're, we're back to square, or the very same. Yeah, and we're back to the same because you got, I understand it. You can't, like, you know what? You're making a, you know, a $250 a $150 Chromebook. It's USB 4. You really need 100 watts of power and, and mandate that they have Thunderbolt 3 support? You know, probably not. You know, so that port will not be USB C shaped, but it won't have all those things. It's, you know, I, I, let me let me bring up the story people don't know. Originally, USB 3 was blue, right? That blue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always they, saw the blue, and you're like, all right. That's the blue, because I, I asked them. I was like, well, how come no, they they made the blue, said, please use the blue. We encourage you to use the blue. Uh, 
and I they wouldn't say this, but this is me saying it. V- vendors such as Apple said, "Man, that is an ugly blue." <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically yeah, the it's blue pretty... from the USB. I didn't know this, but it's the Pantone colors for the USB IF symbol, right? That blue. Oh, it's like okay, branding. makes sense. We'll just use that. Uh, it's easy, Whatever. but. Apple, remember all those US, all those MacBooks came out. They didn't have they had to have blue ports. They had black ports, yeah. which was of course what a standard USB Ugh. two port was. And up to that point, other vendors are like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do the blue." And it's like, you know, it does look kind of that is a funky color. Let's make ours black too now. And then you had motherboard <laughs> so vendors. Remember this? You had motherboard vendors like, "Well, this has a different charging mode, so we're going to do red." Yeah. Gigabyte had an orange, <laughs> oh. yellow, yeah, yellow in there. So what you're telling me is I have Apple to thank for the lack of headphone jacks on my phone and the lack of easily identifiable USB ports. That's fair. Yes. I think that is very fair. Because yeah. I, yep. I don't remember any of the PC vendors breaking with that convention. They all mostly said, okay, well, we understand it makes sense to differentiate blue for USB 3 super speed, mm-hmm. black for USB 2. Oh, MacBook's doing that? We're going to do the same thing now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. But I, again, I, my first, sorry, I just want to finish off. The reason why uh, Intel did Thunderbolt 3 and Thunderbolt as proprietary, they controlled it all from beginning to end. They didn't want to let anybody mess with it. People got really angry with that because it's like, oh, it's Intel, it's Intel. It's like, look, they've always said if we did rule by committee, Thunderbolt would never happen. It would never happen. You have all these different corporate interests in there. It's just, no, mm-hmm. it's just. That's fair. So, and it's fair because Thunderbolt 3 really, it went from like horrible Thunderbolt Thunderbolt 2 was like, eh, who cares? This is dead already. It's just Firewire to like Thunderbolt 3. It's like, wow, I want this feature. Yeah. Overnight almost. So everyone in chat. I'm looking. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at a desktop PC I have over there and it has <laughs> four blue at. ports, okay. two black ports, a red port, and a USB C port. Well, isn't there like two blues? I've seen some motherboards have like a light blue and a dark blue, right? Yeah. And sometimes they always use that like baby blue color because that was like their color. Yeah. I never knew what it meant. And then, <sighs> you know, you had red, didn't know what the, And then, you, oh, remember the, another one was like, remember the combo eSATA ports with USB? Oh, yeah. Those are red. Yeah. Lenovo did yellow, if I remember correctly, for a little bit. So, <laughs> it's a mess. It used before, hopefully, it, it, it got announced. It won't be real for, we won't have hardware for probably a couple of years. You know, but when it does months. come out, it sounds like it's going to be super awesome. I think it will, because if vendors by do the right thing, if by my right calculations, thing. if the vendors do the right thing and say, I'm making a $1,300 Ultrabook, I'm, you know what? These people, they want to hook up high-speed external drives i'm gonna i'm gonna do the full usb 4 and thunderbolt 3 compatibility thing bam you will need new cables for that by the way oh lord (laughs) hey but you know what i didn't realize this because i I didn't realize how much of a headache thunderbolt 3 cables were but there's passive and active but i I was like well that's what i i've i knew there were passive and active but i never really understood that there were passive long cables and active long cables that's sort of the weird thing because i always thought all long cables were active but some of them oh, were passive this is like hdmi so 20 gig and oh, 40 gig well, basically HDMI, some of them were, yeah. yeah and the cool that's thing is the active thunderbolt 3 cables usb 2 speeds 480 megs a second because of the repeater chips in them so oh, Lord. 
So I might I might work at PC World, but I've always said, you know, I want nothing to do with printer technology and I want nothing to do with routers and home networking. And this conversation today has made me realize USB cables fit right into that conversation. I, want <laughs> I still tell don't... me the most expensive one to buy, the, the cheapest, most expensive, the one that does everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm so I confused. guess that's an explainer in our future. I, oh, that's a, I mean, a lot that's of a this, very big explainer. But Elena, I think a lot of this can be fixed by cable. Stripes for this or this color for that. Yeah. Here are yeah. the standards. If they just labeled them. You have to them, do this to do this? Oh, yeah. If they no just labeled them, it would make, one, it would make everyone's lives easier from the like early adapter point of view and also that I have to do technical support for my relative's <laughs> point of view. Buy this one with these colors. Yep. You see the chart? And Match it. <laughs> it would also take the onus off of the cheap device manufacturers, too, because if you're making a cable, you can just mm-hmm. put a red stripe on it. It's- yep. Mm, except that when you go to Amazon and you're like, oh, <laughs> wow, this Belkin cable, that's $25. Just rely I'm on just, fake spot. Make sure I'm the fake gonna spot. I'm not going to buy this Belkin cable. I'm, this one's just as good. It's got plenty of these reviews on it. I'm going to buy this one. It's, it's $5. <laughs> oh, so that's why they call it Amazon Basic. Yeah. Because it's actually uh, USB 2.0. I honestly <laughs> think Amazon Basic is sort of like a reliable indicator sometimes because it's like, okay, they must have done their homework. So that's. <laughs> I feel like Amazon Basic is useful when you literally need something that's just basic. Like you don't really care about it performing beyond what it's stated as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will do that. <laughs> It'll come in a nice little box. So yeah. Frustration free. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, uh, thanks for <sighs> weeding through Sorry. the, the oh USB man. waters. Uh, waiting to be the USB downer waters. person. Yeah, wow. This. Just, I think weeding is actually thing. the right yeah, word uh, in this instance because yeah. you got to pull out all the Friday, crap, man. I need a drink. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> yeah, we should have made that Let's, one. Let's uh, pour one out for USB. Ooh. No, because then we would have lost everybody. Mm. Uh, but well, we have a lot of questions to get questions. through. Questions. We the... have so many in Discord. We I probably know, have so right? many all in right, chat. Let's, let's go. Yeah. So yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. I'm going to catch up real first, uh, real quick. Some some of the ones that were lingering in chat from a, a while ago. Um, over on Twitch, uh, Dad Gamer seventy seven uh, is looking to build a budget gaming PC close to five hundred dollars and games at 1080p. So this one's for Elena. Oh, geez, on the fly. <laughs> Sorry. They, well, he, he's got parts here, uh, and we can all say what we think of him. Uh, Ryzen five twenty six hundred. RX 580, a, uh, of, a MX 500, 250 gigabyte, crucial, uh, Corsair Vengeance DDR4 2400, uh, two, two four gigs, uh, and a B450 Tomahawk MSI motherboard. What do Wait, we think? And they want to do that 500. under 500, or they did already do it for 500? He's, uh, it sounds like that's what he found in the 500 price price range buy that and be happy yeah seriously <laughs> if you can get that for 500 that's not shabby i would say the only other addition um very immediately is to add a hard drive yeah yeah because that 250 gig is whew. well the thing is though with ssd prices being what they are lately i can't imagine that they wouldn't be able to get a 500 gig ssd for like 50 bucks right now i mean like mm. we've been seeing that multiple sales lately so like kingston and um sandus so like not your not your samsung evo level ssds but still very respectable very reliable a lot better than a hard drive yeah i don't know (laughs) i would say get the 500 gig and get a hard drive yeah you're not going to get a two terabyte or four terabyte ssd for 
150 well bucks. yeah so i would say you know because even 256 as a boot drive can fill up pretty quick depending <clears throat> on how you as a gaming machine yeah yeah so i would say keep the 256 for your boot but then make sure all your games or things that you want to access quickly goes on say like a 500 gig SSD, which you get pretty cheap now, and then I saw like a two terabyte Western Digital hard disk drive for like fifty bucks the other day on Newegg. So then that can be like your slower stuff that you don't need like like a ton of access to like quickly. Like you'd want to store your videos and stuff on there. So that might push you above five hundred, but I would I would flesh it out a little bit just to make if, it more comfortable. If it does, and you're on a tight budget, I would think the baseline specs that he just threw out there and said he found for five hundred bucks. That's an awesome starting point. Like, that buy is. that and then just wait a month or two and get a hard drive. Like, yeah. play smaller games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is 8 gigs the... enough? Yeah. What about that, that yeah, B450 board? <laughs> I, I don't know that MSI Tomahawk. Is, uh, is that overkill? B450 at this point is probably running in the, That's what, like, $100 range, depending on how, what's what kind of sale you get for it. I mean, that's a that's a pretty decent board because, I mean, if you ever want to, uh, they have a second-gen Ryzen part. Is that what it was? 2600? Uh, 2600, yeah. I could do some overclocking with that. So mm-hmm. having a B450 board is good. I didn't, um, I didn't see the price of Windows in uh, $100 <laughs> for a Windows. That's because uh, 20 bucks. Valve has made it real easy to play Linux games on Linux these oh, days. Oh, I see. There you go. <laughs> Back to our Linux conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Full circle. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, that's one off. Um, so over on YouTube, uh, Tejas had a question. Uh, is the Asus ROG Strix SCAR 11 RTX 2070 a good buy? Uh, I want to buy it from the USA and import it to India because it's not available here. In India, I mean. That's that's a laptop yep. with a 2070 in it. Uh, uh, the SCAR 11 is a laptop. I have no SCAR experience 11. with yep. Didn't I thought we reviewed the, the SCAR 11, have we not? I don't think so. No, we oh. have not. We, oh, okay. We've seen it, I think it shows, but we haven't reviewed it. Yep. Do you have any ideas? Gordon, do you know it off the top of your head? I don't know it off the top of my head enough to talk knowledgeably, personally. Sorry, I, th- I thought uh, I thought that was one we had reviewed. I, it's uh, basically, you know, it's a it's a decent, you know, mid range. I mean, you know, not super small, super thin and light like some other laptops. I don't think, right? So it's you know standard oh. six core i7, eighty seven fifty H, and a twenty seventy. Yeah, you know, Asus generally does pretty good stuff. You know, I wouldn't expect great battery life out of any of them. And then, you know, you, it looks like we're getting dual channel. You're getting Optimus. So, yeah, decent laptops from the looks of it. Yeah, those Strix laptops, I mean. Yeah. And it looks actually reasonably thin-ish. But, you know, gaming laptops, you know, you're, you know mostly yeah. you're not going to be carrying them with you every day. I mean, I feel like if you're going to go to the trouble of importing it, and they've probably already done this, but just, you know, see what user reviews are saying. Yeah, user yeah. reviews. Uh, you know, the great place to check is notebookcheck.com. You, mm-hmm. you, they really, <laughs> they really like to kick the tires in the hardware. So that's a good place. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at it now. So notebook check is a good, good place. Yeah. I would trust what they say. All right. Uh, last question uh, built up from YouTube. Uh, Will uh, wants to know, Gordon, uh, how is the new eight core, sixteen thread mobile CPUs from Intel still on fourteen nanometer uh, going to be able to cool themselves in laptops? when the 8750H is already struggling with heat. I would think if this part comes is the rumored part, right? The rumored yes, core. Well, no, he he sent me a link to somebody 
Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah. not announced, but it's I mean, been yeah, leaked. Yeah, it hasn't been officially said by Intel. Yeah, okay. I, I, I do wonder, because, I mean, what I think is it's only going to go into laptops, hopefully, that can handle the TDP of it. And it's probably going to require laptops that just have redesigned cooling systems. You can do it, clearly, because um, we've had hotter CPUs in laptops in the past, but it depends on the the notebook manufacturers being responsible to only putting proper to properly configuring the cooling on them and the power. Um, it probably also depends on how they're marketed. And also, you know, I think one of the weakness with the, the six cores and some designs is it, they just drop them into previous designs, newer cooling designs that can handle the thermals. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, laptops are like, you know what? We are not, we can't respool. We have it in a design. We've invested millions of dollars in making, and there's a lot of pressure just to put the thing in there and then nerf the clocks because what are you going to do, right? It's You can redesign it, but that's that's, that's for three years money. down the road or it's a lot of money. It's down the road. So, you know, generally, hopefully, I think it can be done if it's only done in very large laptops. I mean, hell, look at the Alienware area of 51M. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a desktop processor in there. So it can be cool, mm. but that thing is huge. So, yeah, yeah true. The... Uh when you're saying, you know, hopefully they only put it in big laptops, you know, I thought the same thing about Core i9, and then those dumbasses put it in a MacBook Pro, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, then, no, really, Brad, tell us how you feel. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you, from the to the insider's view, is we go to the, the we go to the briefing on that, and they're like, yeah, the, these are, oh, i9s will only go into laptops, you know, because vendors will be responsible. They're not going to try to jam an i9 into something into thin and light. Pro. And then you know, <laughs> your Intel. You sell these parts to people. You, the, they're the cut the the OEMs who buy the parts to them. They're the customer. The customer's always right. So then there's blowback on Intel, like because Intel's like, oh yeah, these are only going to get big gaming laptops. And then it's like, you know, we're going to put this into a thin and light. And like, I think you're going to give. There's going to be a big compromise, right? Well, so we, well, then we won't buy it. Then okay, well then we'll sell you all how many you want. Well, you know, do whatever you want, right? They, you're okay. the customer's always right, even if it's the you know quote unquote wrong thing and then of course everybody else is like well apple's doing it so we're going to do it so and you know and and mm. to be fair to apple to be to fair to be fair to apple you know <laughs> the laptops the performance is not like a desktop the performance is never the same right it's lower in some designs it's higher in some designs to get a core i9 high single threaded core clocks in a four pound laptop that's impressive you give up a lot elsewhere which they don't market on but you know you know you should know what you're getting so mm -hmm. yeah all right uh i'm gonna start pounding through some of the discord ones uh so if you have a question get them in on the discord uh full nerd questions channel thing uh this first one's from banana hands uh looking to upgrade my monitor uh down the road to 1440p 144 hertz uh, but wanted to know the panel they uh, should consider planning on general use gaming it and audio related workloads uh so should they look into va panels or uh would they be jack of all trades and master of none um va it depends on the implementation some are really good some are really bad uh i i think they get kind of a bum rap uh i i still like ips in general like I'm a, I'm a big IPS fan. Uh, I don't have too much experience like reviewing uh, 
a whole bunch of 1440p monitors these days because they want to send you 4K all the time. Uh, but one that's really, really awesome, it's a FreeSync monitor called the Nixius Edge EDG27. It's 144 hertz in 1440p, and it's 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 great. It's like 300 bucks. Cool. I'm trying to think of the one that I saw. God, it was, of course, it's so old. I don't even know if they make it anymore. There was at the ASUS made a 1440 IPS panel that was beautiful, except for it did have some light leaking. I'm going to see if they mm-hmm. still sell it. This is the PT279Q. Monitors, though, in general, I feel the same way like I do with laptops. It's not always feasible depending on where you live, but if you can go somewhere where you can actually like see it and look at it and move your head around to figure out like if your workload is good on it, if you can do that, if it's at all possible, try to do that. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a micro center, if you have a Best Buy or something like that, try to go down there and see what catches your eye. Mess around with the settings. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This ROG PG 279Q, uh, 144 yep. IPS is uh, 700 bucks. G Sync. Yes, yeah, the G Sync one. Yeah. G Sync. Yeah. That's a really good panel, though. Yeah, it's a great panel. Except <laughs> for the light leak, but it's a great panel. I'd love to have one of those. <laughs> All right, uh, Sixth Real Cosby uh, has a 1700 uh, and a 2070 and is wondering uh, how much of a bottleneck there is uh, before he needs to uh, upgrade the CPU. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I have uh, 1800X and a 1080 Ti, and I mean, I'm losing some compared to a high-end Intel thing if I'm playing at ultra-high frame rates, but... It's fun. <laughs> Even in, uh, they're, they're also getting into some uh, workload stuff, not just gaming. Is that still, do you think it's a problem or no? Uh, I mean, like my go-to advice is always, there's always going to be something bigger and better out there. If your hardware isn't doing what you need to do for your workloads, then upgrade. If you're doing what needs to get done and it's working fine, then save your money. All right. Cool. Uh, oh boy, uh, Big Mama is asking, uh, what do you think about TSMC's 7 nanometer process uh, after looking at the Radeon 7 overlock clock potential that shows many owners can easily clock above 22, uh, 2250 megahertz on core with simple AIO mods? Uh, if you judge it by comparing the Vega 64 overclock potential to the Radeon 7. That is a very complicated and detailed question that I don't have a quick and easy answer for. Because once you start installing mods like that and doing, you know, all those kinds of physical hardware mods and changing all kinds of stuff, it's a totally different beast, right? Because, like, out of the box, the Radeon 7 is not going to get anywhere near that level of of uh, clock frequency without catching fire. Or, <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. I, if they, you very well might be able to find that information somewhere else on the internet. I have not gone that deep into that. So, okay. Uh, Rooker's asking, uh, can you explain what what's so great about G-Sync FreeSync monitors? It's just a matter of eliminating screen tearing without V-Sync on, or is there more? It's the elimination of screen tearing. It's unless something's real funky in your system that's causing extreme frame time spikes. Uh, it's buttery smooth. They're really good at, you know, just smoothing everything out. So 45 frames per second, if you're trying to play on a 4K monitor with G-Sync, 
it doesn't feel like 45 frames per second. It doesn't feel so bad. You can get by if you can't quite hit 60 with the FreeSync or G-Sync monitor. Uh, and it's just that smoothness. Once you once you use the FreeSync or G-Sync monitor, it's real hard to go back to a normal. Like you will see screen tearing all the time. So if you're thinking about making the jump, make the jump. It's worth it. It's very subjective. It's hard to kind of quantify, but it just it's it's a huge upgrade for gaming. Yeah, and I, I I totally agree. That's it's it's probably better if you're just kind of like sitting waiting for the GPU wars to to, to fizzle out or whatever. Then a a monitor with variable refresh is a, a worthy investment because it just you can't go back. You can't go back. Yeah, it's it's so good. It really is. Like it's that's a real game changer. Like going to FreeSync, G-Sync, Adaptive Sync stuff. Yeah, it's a real great thing for budget gamers, especially in my opinion, just because there are, you can get free sync monitors in the lower, you know, budget end. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can, Jensen. <laughs> you combine that with a compatible, uh, you know, a budget GPU and you get a real nice, yeah. expe- much nicer experience than, true. you know, having to shell out a ton of money just to get, you know, higher frame rates yeah. to get that smoothness or try to even get towards that smoothness. It is. It is go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just go saying. Ahead. It just. It really just. Once you just played it, just like. Yeah. It makes you sad to go back to your old model. It makes you sad to go home, home and play games, yeah. Gordon. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, worships. It's not a magic pill. People say it eliminates uh, tearing and stuttering. No. It doesn't. If you have something going on in your system, like. If you don't have enough VRAM in your memory card and has to hit system memory, if for whatever reason your storage or your CPU can't keep up with an open world game, you can still see stuttering with it. Because if it goes from 75 frames to 25 frames per second, I mean, it's not going to eliminate, you know, tearing and stuttering like that. That's still going to stutter. But if you have a normal, like, balance system that doesn't have any weird deficits like that, it's magical. Cool. Uh, Big Mama has another question. Uh, since USB 4 uh, is announced to implement Thunderbolt 3 for free, can this be a hint that the new Mac Pro will be using uh, AMD's new CPUs? Um, I don't think so. I think USB 4 spec will come out, be published this summer. You know, you got to figure July, time, August. Typically, I think they were saying the previous pattern has been about 18 months from publication of spec to final parts mm. being hitting it and i for apple i guess that lines up perfectly yeah I <laughs> mean, we'll see a Mac new Pro's mac Pro never coming in out, so. 2022 so yeah maybe that makes <laughs> sense but i don't i don't think so i i don't think it would be usb4 and thunderbolt apple would just simply get thunderbolt they'd integrate their thunderbolt 3 controls into it if it's, it can't be done it's not going to have any ports it's going to be the wireless future all <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. You uh, take my wires from me when I'm dead. <laughs> a couple more. Uh, Guitar Guy 515 is asking which of the Ryzen 300 uh, series uh, are the uh, most exciting for us uh, and which CPUs will be the most popular uh, in general from that list that's been leaked? So um, I have the list in front of both Gordon and myself. Um, I think for me personally, I would say the most exciting is probably in the middle of the stack. So that kind of Ryzen 5 area. Because I think at that point you're getting, if if the, any of this is true, right? If you're getting 8 cores and 16 threads for like $200, I think that's a pretty great sweet spot. And 
um, my answer is the same for what I think will be popular in general. I think a lot of people will just gravitate right towards that middle section, which I think aligns with how uh, the segmentation goes now, right? Like, I think Ryzen 5, Core i5 is probably the most popular yep. of all the Thanks. chips. Well, yeah. But dang, like, eight cores, 16 threads. For, yeah, 200 bucks. Yeah. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a hell of a deal. I uh, For me, I'm, I'm excited for the 16-core part. Um, I think there will be a lot of... I'm still not convinced they will ship a 16 core at launch, but I do think that's the one that is the most exciting because it's 16, right? It's just more. <laughs> I don't think that doesn't mean it necessarily makes sense for anyone. It doesn't necessarily make sense for consumers, but to give people that option to go to 16 cores for $450. I was going to say, like, can you just, can you... I want someone to put us like side by side with our discussions from before, like first gen Ryzen launched. Yeah, you know, just to talk about that difference. Where we're like five hundred dollars for this many cores, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I like, think you know I I understand I I a very cynical person go I you know this is just you're the, you're just taking advantage of people saying more cores is better. I again I don't advise most people to buy a sixteen core processor, but. I am most excited for it because it's just exciting because damn that's 16 cores for four. I mean, that's insane. That's what eight cores cost us with the first gen Ryzen's, you know? And mm -hmm. then, and then I sort of think AMD has to play to their strength, which is we get you excited about core count and thread count and damn, you know, until still, they're still like doling it out, like <laughs> making it rain. You know, you see the, the, the wallet open up, malts come out. Like uh, that's from my uncle Scrooge cartoon It's like uh, 12 cores. AMD, AMD is making it rain. Yeah, and that's their strength, right? So it gets people excited, gets people worked up. As an actual practical CPU for most gamers and most consumers, it is not practical at all. But hell, I'm excited for it. Just like I'm excited for the I thought I have a 64 core throater, bro. I, mean, <laughs> I would love to see it. I, does it make sense? No, it never makes sense. <laughs> but it's just like it's just like people get excited for 185 mile hour Corvette. Which you, mm -hmm. no one will ever drive at that speed, except unless you take it on track. But no, our boss might. Yeah, on the track. But I mean, it's just mm -hmm. no. It's just not. You get excited for it. That's what I'm excited. About. I think most popular would be Ryzen Seven, twelve cores. Really, not the five. Um, I mean, yeah, popular as in I'm a cheapskate. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ooh. what will be uh, popular. I see. I see what wow. you think of me. Yeah, that two hundred thirty dollar. That $230 price point is the, that's the Core i5. That's always been the sort of mainstream every, every nerd's CPU. <laughs> I think people who are more into it will go for 12 because 12 is better than eight. And, you know, <laughs> it is nice. You know, 12 is probably the practical limit of a, of that socket too, I would think. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Well, in those prices, I mean, I say this every year, but I, I really feel like this is the year that I'm uh, going to rebuild my PC at home. And Are you just waiting? Is that what you're doing? I, well, no, because <laughs> I mean, I'm still getting enough performance with what I have at home, mm. you know, but it, it's, it's, I'm right on that edge where I'm but just But it's like, hard, uh, right? Because you know? when you think something yeah. better is going to come and you can make do a little bit longer, it really makes yeah. it difficult to want to fork out the money and make a commitment. Well, and yeah, I mean... And I, I can definitely use 12 cores, you know, and that price, you know, 320, 30, 330, you know, rumored. If it really hits boost clocks of 5 gigahertz as well for the 3700X. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, 
that's an optimistic set of leak specs right there. Yeah, we right? don't know though. I yeah, I, it's hard to say because this these these this is what leaked last summer. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn! It's like really, you're predicting what the boost clocks will be on yield for a CPU that's <laughs> still being produced. I don't know. And it's still it's moving to a new process, but people forget that the more cores that you cram into a chip, it's going to run at lower speeds typically. Yeah, but that is boost. <laughs> that is the boost. So yeah, I, it yeah. is possible to hit that on boost. But I'm just sort of, I just sort of saying like, it's like that'd be one hell of a, you know, that'd be one hell of a prediction to come in and hit that boost clock a year later from. I, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Not that they yeah. can't do it. I'm not saying they can't. It's like a mic just, drop moment. <laughs> that is yeah. just, yeah. It's it's looking at this list, and if this bears fruit, this is, that that's what I would spring for, probably that 3700X. Yeah. So they threw, you know, uh, After I see your uh, your testing, you know, whenever it comes out. Yeah, that 329 price. I like how yeah, AMD's adopted that, that, like, 329, 229 price. But uh, you wouldn't be influenced by the software you're using? Because I know one of the reasons Dan went with Intel is because of that. Well, but quick sync. Uh, uh, well, quick sync, and then and then the the higher clocks, and also just you know Intel's usually more reliable, but you know like I don't know I I I, I want to give AMD a try. I've never I've never had an AMD CPU at a home rig. Yeah, so why oh. would you only stop at twelve cores? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's person. enough for me. No, that's enough for me. I I I can even get away with eight. You know, that's I mean that's what I use here at work. Or eight eight cores, so you know. <laughs> I was very sad. I, I get away with eight. Yeah, uh, we have it so rough. Uh, now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I ran Cinebench R twenty on my um, eight core um, Sandy Bridge E at home. It was very sad because, like, <laughs> the a freaking like uh, a KB KB like quad core with hyperthreading is actually faster in Cinebench than my machine. It's <laughs> eight core. It's an eight core Sandy Bridge E, but it's just like, oh damn! Even in like lower oh, clocks, just, right? Yeah, lower clocks, and then I, you know, the new benchmark has you know AVX two and AVX five twelve and stuff. So yeah. Brad, did you have an opinion? I do not. Oh. Sorry, I wasn't really listening. I had an uh, important text come through. Oh, no, I was just curious if you had an opinion on the uh, Ryzen 3000 series. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't studied that list very well. But I think, okay. uh, as always, like you, I think Ryzen 5 is going to wind up being the nerd's choice, as Gordon put it. Every nerd, <laughs> every nerd's choice. But that the yeah. people who are a little more into it are going to spring out. That, that Core i7 sells surprisingly well, that sort of level. Ryzen 7, I, yeah. I think, did really well because it's 7. It's too better than... <laughs> I love how consistent you are in describing why things are better. That's uh, yeah. that's the whole point of marketing, it's, and it communicates better. to people. They know, oh, you know, it's for every for the normal person, they go like, well, I don't want to have too little. They always get you like, oh, it's too little, it's gonna be slow. No, this is way too much than you need anyway. But right they always get you middle. to buy more, right? That's the whole point of of marketing. All right, we've only got a couple more. Uh, Alex, I, I have to be out of here in five minutes, by the way. Adam. All right, five minutes. Um, then I will I will pick this one. Uh, Chi Ruki, uh, will you expect a better integrated Vega GPU in the new Ryzen 3000 series? How can it get better? Like, will better, get better how? Are we talking about... Just like, more, more CUs, I guess? Yeah. I, mean, I would hope, yeah. depending on the launch timing, that it would have a Navi CPU in it. But that'll depend on when Navi launches and when all that launches, right? At this point, Vega Vega's really good, but I mean it's still two years old at this point. I mean Are they gonna use their expensive, you know, seven nanometer Vega in an APU? 
<laughs> Price at one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised if they reuse the same Vega. I would hope to see Navi. Who knows? Either way, I think it's going to be an impressive part, just like the first ones were. Yeah, I think it'll just be same thing, but more cores probably. Yeah. More, same know, but more. Because it's just it's a it's a budget part. I can't imagine them burning all, the newest IP for that. So yeah. it's also maybe a an indication that you know if the price is really going to increase you know maybe they're going to throw in a little bit more we'll have to see so we'll see all right that's that's it oh i thought there was a couple i mean we've got to go yeah brad's got to go, go so let's I wrap eat. it up oh okay uh are we gonna try to do it next week we're gonna try uh, to do we're it definitely next week, gonna folks. do it next week. definitely gonna do it next week yeah Pro- probably later in the week yeah, give some time. All right, yeah. so check back later in your week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Also, go to iTunes at Google Play and leave a review. Every time you do, AMD adds more courses or CPUs. Not really true. That's a disclaimer. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. <laughs> Adios. And Adam Patrick Murray. Oh, and oh, oh, I forgot Elena. Oh, not your, name. Oh. your name is not on the list because you I weren't here that count. last time. And Elena gets to say goodbye Bye, as well. And then Adam Patrick Murray hits the off switch. Oh, ah, uh, ah. literally. Okay, whatever. Now I'll do that. Bye. <laughs>